Good morning, Westridge. Good to see you today. And uh, those words are wonderful, aren't they? Great job, guys. Thank you. It's good to be with, us, with you this morning as we continue on in our Moving Forward series. Now, if you're a history buff, you may remember the name Hernando Cortez. He was a Spanish conquistador who led the expedition that caused the defeat of the Aztecs in what is now Mexico. In 1519, his ship landed at Veracruz on the east coast of Mexico. And as it was there, as legend has it, he did something very interesting as a leader. He ordered every one of the ships they had come in on, into Mexico on burned at the shoreline. Imagine the expressions on the, the faces of his soldiers as they watched their safe places all get burnt to the water. Now, when it comes to being all in, he left no doubt as to what his expectation was. They were going to move forward because there was no going back. Today, we're going to be looking at what it means to be all in with our faith. So what does it look like to be all in on something? What does it look like to, to have a faith that's willing to launch out into the unknown, practicing trust is not reliant on our own ability, our own experience? Well, I have a video from an experience I had a year and a half ago that I believe gives a picture of what it means to be all in. Tell me what you think. I'll be honest, there's something exhilarating and terrifying about having your legs dangling outside an airplane 13,000 feet above the ground, right? Now, I'll be, I had made up my mind when I got on the plane, I was going through with the jump. There was no turning back. I will be honest, as I scooted across the floor of the plane toward the open door, a thought went through my mind. Here was the thought. What were you thinking, right? Now, I was not in control of anything on that jump. I, I totally relied on my partner to do what he knew how to do. I did not have a parachute on me, okay? I was attached to the guy who did have a parachute on him. And while I was watching my altimeter on my wrist, I, I didn't even pull the ripcord. He had to do that because I was so busy watching. Okay, we're getting close. We're getting close. Well, anyway, yeah, he saved our lives, which I was very grateful for. Now, looking back on that experience, I realized something. When I exited the plane, there was no going back, right? I left the safe place to go into the adventure. I committed myself to the experience and trusted myself to the one I was connected to, now, here's the interesting thing. As we were ascending on the, to the jump site, he attached himself to me. There was one of these on each shoulder, one at each hip. So here's the reality. I was not on my own. He was riding with me the whole way down, connected. As we move forward into the year ahead, guys, there are still a lot of questions left unanswered. There are a lot of uncertainties around us. However, there are also opportunities. I believe there are opportunities everywhere that people are crying out for those who will step up, step out, and go all in, trusting God to hold us. Listen to this verse. Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Now, see, I want to see God at work in my life and around my life. And I believe you do too. You're here today or you're online watching today because you want the same thing. So here's the thought I want to explore. I believe we will miss experiences with God that we could treasure if we refuse to step out and launch. And we're going to look at what this trust looks like through the life of Jonathan, king of Saul today. So what is faith? 
Uh, let's return to skydiving just for a moment. Several things I did not do that day. I did not pack the parachute. I didn't even check the parachute. I didn't connect any of the four points on my harness at all. I just trusted that the guy who knew what he was doing would do it. And he did. And he did. That's why I could just lean into him and fall out of the plane. See, faith, simply put, is trust in the one to whom I'm connected. I brought a couple of different connection devices with me today. Uh, most of us uh, have one of these hanging around our, uh, our house. Okay, there's my iPhone connector, right? Very important thing. Because if I don't have this, I can't connect this to my power source. And I'll tell you what, I like having this around. Most of us have these, right? Okay. This helps me stay connected so I can see what's going on. Okay. Uh, how about... How about this? A connection device, okay? It holds two things together very tightly. Or a 16-penny, I love 16-penny nails. Aren't they great? Okay, you put these, put two pieces of lumber can be held together by this one mighty nail. We see connections taking place around us all the time. You're here today because the connection in your car, your battery to your engine worked, Right? Even when it's cold outside, it worked today. Good job. I'm glad you're here. Now, here's a question. What would happen if we decided to go all in on our connection to God in 2021? You know, might this lead to more, a more dynamic experience with the Father as we're connected in the year ahead? So let's explore being all in. And I'm going to use this perspective uh, using an acronym today. It's one I learned at Motorcycle Safety Course. The acronym is C. S-E-E stands for search, evaluate, and execute. And in the story of Jonathan, which is found in 1 Samuel 14, the army of Israel had taken a passive stance against their enemy, the Philistines. They camped out, waiting to see what the Philistine army was going to do. The army was led by Jonathan's dad, King Saul. Uh, Jonathan was raised in a household. His dad was a nominal follower of God, very, very nominal, had no real strong connection to God at all. However, Jonathan realized what really mattered. He realized what a strong connection could do for him, and he shows what it means to be all in. So let's look at what he saw that day. First of all, Jonathan decided to search for opportunities around him. Here's where the story begins. Jonathan says to his armor bearer, Come, let's go over to the camp of the outpost of the Philistines. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Now, I like the theme of this series, this series moving forward, because it makes sense when I look at what Jonathan did. His, he has a great example of movement taking place. Now, guys, you know, this past year had been challenging on so many different levels for all of us. I know that some were traumatized by what went on. Uh, we all face difficult and, and challenging, uncomfortable changes around us. See, the problem comes, though, is when obstacles and challenges lead to paralysis, and we just can't get moving. And this is what I see from Jonathan's dad, King Saul. He couldn't see beyond where he was because of the Philistine army was all around him. Maybe it was fear. Maybe it was discomfort. Maybe he just didn't know what to do. But he was stuck in one place. Jonathan shows a little different perspective here. 
Jonathan decided to take a step. He said, let's just put ourselves out there and see what God may want us to do. I I love this. Hey, if we're in the right place at the right time, God might show up. So let's just take a step. See, when we choose to take a step, there's something to be said for movement because it, it, it introduces a new perspective when we get to see things from a little different angle. I lead a church planning organization. We start off every year with 30 days of prayer. We finished up our 30 days last Sunday. And the reason we do this is because I believe prayer lays the foundation for everything else that's going to happen in 2021. During the 30 days, we pray for church planners for different people groups. We pray for, we pray for our newest church plants. And we prayed big time for the city of Chicago because we want to start churches in the city of Chicago. Some of them be micro churches, some will be a more traditional church plant. I don't know what they're all going to be, but we're going to plant churches. I was meeting with a group of leaders in, in Chicago. I don't live in Chicago, so I thought it'd be good to have people who do live to kind of tell us what might be some receptive areas or some receptive people groups. So I'm meeting with these guys online, and I was encouraged by something the, uh, one of the leaders said to me at the end of the meeting. He said, you know, a lot of organizations and churches have taken a step back during this time. They're just waiting to see what's going to happen, but he said, you're not doing that. You're, you're planning and moving forward. He said, I want to be a part of something like that. You see, I know how important it is to continue to take steps, to keep moving. See, it's so easy to let the obstacles and challenges, the unknowns, to become roadblocks for movement. But people who choose connection to the Father know that we can lean into Him and trust Him to carry us. So the key is continuing to move even when we don't know what's ahead. So we need to keep our eyes open, keep moving. That's what Jonathan did. But look at the second thing we see here. We need to evaluate the outcome. So let's go back to the statement Jonathan made. He said, perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. Now, when we make a move in faith, when we trust God to do something, it shows our Father that we trust our connection to Him. That we trust He's going to keep us safe and keep us, well, protected. See, once we make the move, we look at the opportunities around us, that presents us with time to evaluate what to do next. So I want you to see what Jonathan did. He said, we will cross over toward the men, the Philistines. Let them see us. If they say to us, wait there until we come to you, we'll stay right where we are and not go up to them. But if they say come up to us, that will be the sign the Lord has given us, given them into our hands. Now, when we take steps of faith, we don't always know the outcome. It wouldn't be faith if we knew the outcome, right? Okay, faith is taking that step into the unknown because we trust God's going to be there for us. See, and this is what gets the spiritual adrenaline flowing. Okay? I like stepping out. And I'm not an adrenaline junkie, although I'll be honest, when I fell out of that airplane, I experienced adrenaline like I've never experienced it before. Okay, really did. I'm not a junkie, but I love stepping out because I want to see what God could do. He's never let me down. See, the plan to start churches in the city of Chicago is called the Chicago Initiative. 
And from the meeting we held with the, the leaders I referenced, there were three people groups and 12 neighborhoods that kind of came up, that kind of rose to the top. We're going to develop a list of our top 10 so we can focus our attention, our efforts into those areas. So how do we evaluate those? Well, right now, I'm praying over these areas. I'm looking at the data. I'm just praying over. But in the springtime, we're going to start walking those areas and praying. And we're just going to pray and ask God to show up. Show us people of peace. Show us potential planters. Show us receptive people who want to share the hope of Jesus with others. Show us where we need to be. See, the evaluation step, we we have to do that. Because we want to see where our abilities, our passions match up with opportunities around us. See, the, the question I'm asking myself is, where can I have the most impact with my life? If I go all in, trust in you, Father. I heard a speaker uh, on a webinar the other day. <laughs> I love this guy. He said, it's, he referenced something called the law of the bigger yes. And here's what he said. He said, my idea is you don't need to say yes to everything. But you do need to say yes to the things that really matter the most. Things that have lasting impact. And the question he left was, he said, you want to evaluate? Here's what you ask. What do you want to be remembered for? What do you want your legacy to be? Who do you want to love well with your life? I thought, man, those are great questions. So when we search for opportunities, we need to evaluate where our abilities fit in with the opportunities that are there. And then last but not least, we need to execute with action. We need to go for it. Remember, if we fail to step out and launch, we're going to miss opportunities that we could treasure when we see how God shows up. Those opportunities that come up in our mind, we say, man, God showed up there and there. Oh, I I love launching. Look at what happened to Jonathan. You know his plan. He and his armor bearer stepped out to where the Philistines up on the cliff could look down and see him. Here's what the Philistines said. Hey, look, the Hebrews are crawling out of their holes. And here's what they said. Come on up here, and we'll show you a lesson or two. Now, I want you to notice what Jonathan did. He did not hesitate for a moment. He went all in. He told his armor bearer, climb up after me. The Lord, the Lord has given them into the hands of Israel. In a matter of moments, they climbed the cliff. Jonathan became a one-man wrecking crew. They, they, uh, he went through those Philistine soldiers like a hot knife through butter, and the whole Philistine army began a panic sent from God, and they began to run away. His attack on the outpost caused King Saul then to see everybody retreating, brought the rest of the Israelite army in, for, in to win the, the battle. Now, here's the deal. When we launch out, when we trust God to show up for us, not only do we get to see him in action, but there's a residual effect on those around us. Because the others, other people around us are looking at what we're doing and saying, man, God showed up for them. Maybe, maybe he could do the same thing for me. Those moments you treasure. Let me tell you about my first experience in church planting. Back in 1977, I'm an old guy, okay? I was a freshman in college at Lincoln Christian College. Our church growth and mission class traveled to Chicagoland to do a survey for a church that was going to be planted in Plainfield, Illinois. We went out in the neighborhoods of Plainfield, two by two, 
knocking on doors to ask questions of residents there. And I'd done several streets. I got several forms filled out from people who were willing to talk to me. When I saw a yard ahead of me filled with motorcycles and loud music was coming from the house. And I made up my mind that those people probably weren't going to be too interested in what I had to tell them about a new church. So I started to walk on past. And that's when I felt one of those nudges from the Holy Spirit said, you need to go to that door. And I said, no, I don't. And I heard again, yes, you really? I I argued back and forth because I didn't want to get beat up, okay? I'll just be honest. I didn't want to get beat up. And so finally, I very reluctantly went up to the front door and knocked very softly, okay? And I very softly. And uh, I hear footsteps coming toward the door, and all of a sudden, the door swings open. There's a mountain of a man standing there. He said, yeah, what are you selling? And I said, my name's Lance Hurley. <clears throat> my name's Lance Hurley. And I explained I was a student. I was coming to Tom by a new church. And that's when he turned back over his shoulder and yelled, hey, guys, come here. I knew I was dead. Okay, okay. Hallway is filled with people. And all of a sudden, the guy looks at me and says, hey, guys. This dude's a Christian, just like we are. Come on in, brother. And I walked in, and we had a good time together for a few minutes, okay? Now, I learned something very important that day, guys. I saw what can happen when faith is stepped into, even when I didn't know the outcome. And I have one of those memories to treasure and to tell people about today. I love this quote from Charles Lindbergh. What kind of man or woman would live where there is no daring? I don't believe in taking foolish chances, but nothing can be accomplished if we don't take any chances at all. I'll be honest. I'm looking forward to prayer walking those neighborhoods of Chicago. I'm looking forward to seeing what God is going to show us. I'm looking forward to the people we're going to meet that I don't even know yet who are going to be integral parts of churches that are going to be planted. And I know God's going to show up. And I'm going to have stories to tell just because I'm connected. It's not anything I'm going to do. It's what he's going to do. Because I trust him to show up. If you want to walk with me at some point in time, let me know. I'm going to do it in the spring. I'm going to do it in the spring. Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Jonathan epitomized this verse. He stood firm. He let nothing move him from the course he knew God was directing him in. And he went all in, defeating the enemy because he trusted God to work in him and through him. So what does it mean for us? I'll be honest, I don't have this all figured out. (laughs) And I don't hit a home run every time. I strike out. But I want to be all in. So for me, there's a couple of takeaways here. First of all, I know I need to strengthen the connection. See, when we're connected, we can launch. So my question is, what helps you connect with the Father? I believe we're only as strong spiritually as feeds into every other area of our life. We're only as strong spiritually as the vertical connection we have. Now, the good news is this connection is available to anyone, anyone. 
All it takes is some work. I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I said, you know, I realize growing in Jesus, it really isn't rocket science. It really is, it's all about getting this inside, whether by reading or by listening to, to what God has to say, and it's by talking to God. Those simple two things are two things I try to do every day because I know I'm weak without the connection. So I try to tighten it. And, and when, I, when I make that connection, it builds a reservoir from which faith can pour out. So the invitation is for each of us to evaluate what, it looks, what all in looks like in our context. I mean, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's being bold with our faith as we speak to others. Or maybe it's being more generous to use the abilities we've been given to help others or, or the church. Maybe it's being loving more diversely or more sacrificially. I don't know what God's going to ask you to do. But I know if you're open to strengthening the connection, he'll show you exactly what you need. And then that comes the second point. It's the next step. Because following Jesus is always about the next step. But let's put ourselves in places where we can gain a different perspective. Just take a step. Take a step somewhere. So you can see things you might miss by staying stuck in one spot. And when you see opportunities around you you know God is bringing to you, don't hesitate. Hey, lean into him and launch and just see what happens. Because you'll get to see him at work in you and through you. And you'll have a story to share that will inspire others to trust the Father the same way. See, I want more. Personally, I want more. I want to see God more clearly. I want to share him more passionately. I want more people to understand the hope that only Jesus brings. So I close with the words of Jonathan. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. So what would happen if even just a few of us here, a few of us chose to live the faith all in? I dare say there'd be a lot of stories written in 2021. That's what I want for me. How about you? How about you?